0: Well a massive hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me for day 305 of 365 days of Bible reading, meaning there's only 60 days left to go. I'm getting texts about it. That's how excited everybody is. About 305 days to go. It is very, very, oh no, no, not 305 days to go, 60 days to go. Praise the Lord, it's not 300 days to go, 60 days to go on our Bible reading journey. We have covered so much and I'm so excited to get into today's devotional and cover some more. Let's talk what Bible we're going to be reading before we get into our brew. Today we're going to be reading Psalm 119 verse 137 to 144, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 to 19 and a new book of Joel chapter 1 verse 1 to chapter 2 verse 17. So those are our scriptures that we're going to be reading today. Make sure you read those in your own time at some point as well. Today, though, let's have a look at what brew we're going to be having, and we continue on with our Mackenzie Coffee Co., our mainland roast, all the way from Christchurch. They have a, uh, a cafe, a couple of cafes in Queenstown, which is where I found this coffee, and I've been loving this coffee so far. Maybe because of the Scottishness of the whole thing, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Today I've got it in the Chemix, though. Let's give it a go and see if we can get any more of that flavor out of the dark roast that is the mainland roast at Mackenzie Coffee Co. Let's give it a go, Mackenzie Coffee Co. Let's give it a go. Yo, no, stop it. Just drink. Okay, in the Chemex, that uh, the the filtering the way that it filters excuse me has uh definitely taken out most of that sweetness although the aftertaste is quite there's quite a a light caramel aftertaste it's probably not as good as I thought yesterday's one was but only just not as good I think I think again it's very smooth It's, it's 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 quite it's quite weird because it's like I'm drinking I know I'm drinking coffee but I'm it's like I'm drinking a weaker version of the coffee, but then there's a strong aftertaste. It's the initial, it's the initial and midway through flavors that are just not really there until after. Then there's a lovely coffee bitterness that lands on your tongue, but it's not bitter in terms of like oh bitter. It's like a it's it's a, it's just the weight of the coffee. It's hard to explain. I I do like it. I'm gonna give it a six point eight though, uh, just because the the flavouring there. It's a bit of a weird aftertaste. Uh, in terms of the combination of both the sweet and that bitter. Um, it's one that I probably could get used to, and maybe the darker roast is better served in the espresso, which we'll try in the next couple of days. But for me, I'm not 100% sold on this one just yet. That is it, though, for the brews today. Uh, let's get into our Bible, the reason that we are here. A common theme of the Psalms is to reflect that during trouble and pain, we should run to God as our response. There's a common theme, and... in in scripture and in the Psalms that we keep coming back to, it's maybe because life actually feels like it's full of trouble and distress a lot of the time. If it's not one thing, it's another. And if it's not this, it's that. And we can easily feel like we're just chasing our tails in our lives. And I love that in our Psalm today, his response is that he fixes his thoughts on God, both his character and his works. I, I, I think that this is what we need to do as well. To be resilient in the overcoming of the pressure that we feel and we face, we need to lock our thoughts onto God. He is righteous and he will always be righteous. We need to remember that in our times of trial and in the challenges that we face. I've found that in moments of trouble and distress, it's often a test to see how faithful we can remain with the Lord. I can't say that I've personally nailed this every time. I wish that I could. I wish I could say every time I've faced trials and temptations and storms and tribulations, I've stayed just fixated on the Lord. I I have given into sinful desires, not intentionally, but, you know, sometimes it's after a lot of wrestling on an issue. The, The goal, though, for all of us, myself included, is to be firmer in our faith today than we were yesterday. And that when we stumble and fall, that we would get back up again and go in God's grace and strength and learn to withstand the pressure that comes our way. Everybody has different trouble and distress. And while they're all different, what unites us is our faith in Jesus. We all have access to one Jesus, every single one of us. He is the hope of the world. We read that in Hebrews today, Moses was faithful. And that's encouraging to me. He's someone that's lifted up as someone being faithful to the Lord while not being perfect all at the same time. Read a story, if you've forgotten, in the book of Exodus. Read it and watch as as he sinned and fell short of the glory of God time and time again, yet he still remained faithful to the Lord. I think there's something in that today. We don't have to be perfect. It's not about perfection, but it's about us progressing, trying to be more like God and remaining faithful in the journey, in the highs and in the lows, that we would remain faithful to the Lord. Jesus is our only example of perfect faithfulness in all of history. That's why we run and cling to him when we fall short. This letter of Hebrews was written to a people facing deep persecution, testing and trials. And the book was written to encourage them to hold on to their own courage and hope inspired through Jesus. Our writer encourages them to fix their thoughts on Jesus. That's interesting. And I know that's easier said than done, and I'm not trying to say that if you're facing problems, just pray and it'll go away. But the goal is that in our problems, we would find the person of Jesus through the middle of the storm. It's easier said than done, but it always yields a good result. What would it look like for you today to fix your thoughts on him? It's done always through discipline. We have to train ourselves to run to him and keep our mind on him. It's, th- this isn't the easiest part of our Christian walk, but it's a vital part. And I want to encourage you to hold on to these disciplines of reading the Bible, praying, and putting time aside to lean on him, even when the daily brew is done. Why? Because we need these in our lives. They help fix our thoughts on Jesus. It's not about the outcomes of what what happens when we read the Bible and pray and attend church regularly. That's not the main focus. The main focus is the inputs we're putting into our own lives. When we put it in our, uh, sorry, when we put into our disciplines, that's what I'm saying. When we input into our disciplines, we determine our ability to stand firm in the testing. And I want to be that kind of man that inputs into my faith enough that I'll be able to stand firm when the testing and the trials come my way. Okay, it's time for the new book, the book of Joel. And Joel is another one of our prophetic books written by, surprise, surprise, the prophet Joel. It's likely written around 535 and 500 BC. Traditionally, Joel is called a prophet of Pentecost, since his prophecy of the outpouring of the Spirit is quoted in Acts to explain the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The occasion of his prophetic message was a was a devastating locust plague, which he interpreted as being a foreshadowing of the day of the Lord, when the Lord would act directly to punish his people for their sins. Joel calls upon the people of Judah to repent, promising that repentance will cause the Lord to pour out his spirit and his blessing upon his people. That's how you must read the book of Joel, as a call to repentance and a promise that God is going to pour out his spirit on those who call upon his name and live according to his plans And purposes. Be encouraged as you read the book of Joel, and allow God to prompt you to repentance for anything that stopped the anointing and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your own life. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today. Joel two twelve says, "Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all of your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning." It, it, it's amazing to me that in the Old Testament, see, often we paint God in the Old Testament as this angry, vengeful, hateful God. But he's not. Look at this. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me. That was the desire of the Lord in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It is the desire of the Lord today to connect back with his people. He wants to be with us, dwell with us, and spend time with us as his children so badly. If only we would repent and return back to him. It's not too late, by the way. God would call us back to him even now. Even now, declares the Lord. Return to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning that is it for the daily brew day 305 done and dusted thank you so much for joining me no matter where you are around the world i pray this is a blessing to you as you read the scriptures i pray that god would reveal more of himself to you and that you would see more of yourself in the character of god as well hey that is it for today come back tomorrow we've got some more coffee some more some more bible more brews and more banter of course coffee is the brews. i cannot wait to see you tomorrow if you haven't done so already make sure you subscribe on youtube and rate and follow along on the podcast platforms as well. A massive thank you to everybody who's already done that. But if it is the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew.